0: And a very good evening and warm welcome to everybody to another one of our wonderful Saturday nights. Uh, As you know and may remember, throughout this period of restrictions, this church went live online. And we've been so blessed to have so many wonderful people from right across the world talking to us, sharing their knowledge, sharing their understanding. And tonight, very, very privileged to introduce Joy Sager. Who is joining us from Casadega in Florida, Joy? Good evening, sir.
1: Good evening. It's a pleasure to be here,
0: and wonderful to have you. Absolutely wonderful. The uh, time difference works quite in our favour today. So, it's 7 p.m. here in the UK and 2 p.m. in the afternoon in Florida. So, uh, some of these events have been a little bit difficult to try and organise <laughs> due to time differences, but. We're really looking forward to tonight hearing your understanding and uh, your and your guide thoughts on the spiritual laws, this basic introduction to the spiritual laws. So anybody watching out there, uh, if you do have any questions arising during the talk, please feel free to type them in the comments box and we will try to get back to those after Joyce finishes presentation. So without further ado, wonderful joy, I shall hand over to you.
1: Oh, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. It's nice to be in the journey along with many like-minded people. I am seeing few comments and good evenings coming across. So good evening, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. uh, how about if I give a, a quick introduction uh, of myself or my background, and then we'll go into what we are supposed to be here for, the spiritual and natural laws.
0: Absolutely beautiful. Yes, please, Joy.
1: Um, so um, just a quick background. Uh, I am from India. I was born, raised, educated there. I have been in the United States since 2002 and uh, since 2003, I have been very well connected with Casadega and Casadega has its own history uh, per se. So I started as a seeker, a curious mind to discover about mediumship and uh, psychic development and thereafter, it turned into a little bit more deeper relationship. But as far as Casadega goes, Casadega is a 125 plus year old spiritualist community. Uh, and its official name is Southern Casadega Spiritualist Camp Meeting Association. And I have been a part of uh, the spiritualist gathering, um, an association for since 2003, so many years. But during that time period, um, I have studied with many visiting mediums, visiting mediums, teachers, healers, lecturers. I have uh, been a, been very impressed with everything that everybody has shared. Uh, so uh, it's it's a great privilege to be touched by many souls that are walking their talk and trying to share with us what spiritualism is all about. So without much further delay, I would just wanted to share when I uh, came into this movement of spiritualism. First, I didn't have no idea what it was all about. I quickly was associating it with a group of mediums, psychics, healers, etc, just expressing their gifts and their talents in an external way, sharing with people and um, visitors as they were coming through our quaint, beautiful city of Casadega, town of Casadega. But as I started sitting in circles, which started in 2003, um, every circle was different. There was an opportunity of learning and growth So we were learning the techniques, tips, and the know-hows of how the mediumship works, how the psychic gifts work, how the healing works. So there was a significant emphasis on the techniques, the the mechanics of that. But I was realizing that spiritualism is a three-part concept. It is a science because it is measured. It's a religion because it is considered as a religion for many, many, many years. But it also had a very significant part uh, of having a philosophy behind it. And that is where my interest uh, started to come in. So as I learned the techniques, a part of me became a little bit more aware and curious as to what this philosophy is all about. And I started to become more interested in the philosophy aspect of it. So with the blessing that we have in our beautiful community here, we have at that time in 2003, in the earlier years, we had uh, very good teachers that came and shared their philosophies. That there are some resident mediums and teachers that are a big proponent of the philosophy aspect of it. So when we see the intricacies of spiritualism, yes, there's always a deep emphasis in developing your skill set. Absolutely. There are, there are techniques, there are measurements, etc. But there is a part of it, is the aspect of how and what in much deeper realms. So as I started to jump into these aspects, I started to attend classes that offered um, spiritual and natural laws uh, that allowed me to understand something about myself more than something about the concept or the techniques. So if you were to realize and recognize the religion of spiritualism through uh, our mediums and the lives of mediums, uh, the few the For, forefront of these mediums have always taught about to know thyself, or they have emphasized the more we know ourselves, the more we become better in understanding and expressing what we have to share. Because there is one thing to give a description to a deceased loved one, those that are passed on, and to express them in detail, but life is more than that, it is much bigger. Uh, than that on many occasions, and that's where I feel the philosophies of spiritualism uh, do come in very handy. So, I read through some of our recommended readings from Edge Gordon Burroughs, uh, How to Become a Spiritualist, and uh, and uh. That was a great book because it revealed to me the concepts that I probably would have not thought of. And then there along there were teachers that brought the understanding of um, Silver Birch and um, and some brought the teachings of White Eagle. Uh, So there was a lot of exposure personally going on into my own life. But what truly made a difference for me is the journey that kept leading me. Inward to understand who I was, and uh, and as I am am reflecting on this, it humbles me to say what a beautiful journey. And it's once again the whole credit goes to the philosophy aspect of our religion of spiritualism. So, what are natural laws and what are spiritual laws? So, if you were to understand, um, you know, in plain science terms. It's biology, physics, and chemistry. And that makes up a big part of our body systems and our understanding. But there is a concept of mind, which is slightly different than that. So the natural law says the laws of the nature, you know, the day and night, the four seasons, the elements, etc. So there are laws of nature. But there are also spiritual laws that are governed spiritually or how to have that wholesome fullness of life that are ever so present. And uh, believe you me, we are always operating in under some law at any given time. Like in this very moment, my participation is stimulating an exchange of the energies and my frequencies within your understanding of frequencies and it is absolutely stimulating us in some shape or form that will lead us a little bit more intrinsically to think in our own way i may be working through my own memories my own past and my own awareness of what i have come to understand thus far but when you are listening to it it is stimulating your own memories your own ideas your thoughts and understanding about that so the spiritual laws are very interesting so uh, in my journey in 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 our town, we we have lots of p- published books that are dedicated to natural and spiritual laws. They have in many audio CDs that are available to listen and understand to get an introduction. So my introduction will for the group here will start with something that is the most prevalent uh, law, and I think it is the most talked about law. And if you, would make a guess, uh, that would be the law of attraction. You know, what you put out, it is matched and you attract that experience into your life. And I bring this up because this is the one of the most uh, famous and most uh, sought after uh, law because it definitely holds an emphasis for attracting wealth, foremostly, abundance, prosperity, Um, And thus, that allows that aspect of your life to be fulfilled. Uh, But there is more to it. And as I grew into this understanding, I was made aware that no one law operates by itself. So the law of attraction cannot work by itself. It has to participate with multiple laws to manifest in what it has to manifest for us. So to understand that uh, aspect and concept, uh, let's just say, um, for example, tomorrow uh, you, you want to manifest um, a tea with your friend, right? The thought alone stimulates and you can lift up the thought. Many things can happen. And just one simple thing that can happen is you are having that thought and you get a phone call or a communication or contact from that specific friend, out of the blue, you drew that experience into your experience and perhaps that icebreaker of the conversation will lead to firming up, a scheduling to meet up with them to enjoy coffee and conversation, et cetera, what you have. And that will allow a sense of manifestation there, right? The other things could happen is you could have a thought, nothing happens, but you hold a desire in place. And while you're holding that desire in place, maybe that thought will not come forward in its own entirety unless you support it with the law of action. And the law of action says you have to take a certain measure of action to be able to accomplish your desire to meet with that friend to enjoy a coffee and a conversation. And I'm using this as an example because those laws of attractions and all the spiritual and natural laws sometimes are so ambiguous and vague, it's not easy to understand what's working and what is not working. Now, regardless of these natural and spiritual laws, what I have embraced is I need to know myself, what joy likes, what joy, likes to feel and how joy responds in a certain matter of an experience if somebody says something to me how do i respond how do i engage how do i participate so the journey is more internal and internalized is there so if you were to understand in simple ways everything that is happening to us is allowing us to go a little bit more inside so as life is unfolding for you perhaps what you need to accomplish from there, you have to understand. Um, that is a big part of life. So within within that movement and understanding of those spiritual laws, there is spiritual law of consequences. There is spiritual law of compensation. There is a law of retrib- There is no law of retribution, but there is definitely a law of uh, of compensation. Is there? Which is for me, it can be very narrowed down to. What you do is what you get and how you participate, it comes back to you. That is the law of consequence. You know, every action produces a certain amount of result. And based on the law of choices, you will experience the law of consequences. You know, the choice you make will lead you into a positive experience or not so positive experience because we are not operating on our own, we have to interact with our parents, our brothers, sisters, friends, colleagues, somebody at the behind the cashier counter doing work with us. So we are all mingling all at the same time. And that that leads us to understanding there is there are other laws of law of connectivity that we are all connecting with each other at all times. Alive, but there is also a law of one which says the source, the essence, the God's drop is within each of us. Thus, we are all connected. And that one drop has the ability, if powered, is nurtured enough to feel connected with everything that is happening in this world. So interestingly, I will share, just because of this, uh, uh, there was a time a few years ago, I was just working with my mediumship and I was just so focused in, Developing my skill set and just preparing myself, but that connectivity was uh, was a work in progress for me. I would not say it was completely absent, but it was a work in progress for me. And as as I as I took that part of realization that uh, how do I make myself more connected, and I as I sought out the other experts in the field that I respect. I just had that curiosity. How do I feel connected? And this natural law sort of surfaced that law of one that we are all connected. So I will share this very freely with you. If you are wanting to understand how this law of one and how the law of connection works, just uh, pick up a stone or a rock or the chair that you're sitting right now or the recliner or wherever you are, you think, understand this particular piece of uh, furniture has generated somewhere in some shape, right? So prior to getting to your home or where you are, it went through a series of process. It may have started all the way in Indonesia as a raw product and then it has gone through several series of hands. So people, those who enjoy psychometry would enjoy this law of one and law of connection that everybody that has come into contact with this particular object that we are experiencing as an example, you can link into everybody and you you will have so many people that now you are sensitive and you can understand where they are coming from, what their participation is. So far so much that whoever was working to make this product a reality to be where it is today You can pick up their emotions. You can feel the psychometric value of they left an imprint on this object for you to feel should you allow yourself to be raised into that aspect. So when it was said to me that once you pick up that stone, once you feel that object, if you can relax into the vibration of that, that element and just feel everything about it. So, for example, if you a limb on a tree, if you can feel it breathing, that the movement and all the flow of life that carries in itself, you would know you're feeling that connection. You can hear it breathe. You can hear it move. And, and once you understand that aspect within yourself and connection to that experience, your sensitivity, sensitivity will expand prominently. So some of my development and understanding slowly have morphed into understanding if I can relate these laws within myself, if I can be clear and firm and understanding with purity, not ego, with purity, but and that will allow me to work better when I'm working in a capacity of a medium or a psychic for somebody that allows me to absorb uh, these things. So the natural laws within those understandings have come in really helpful and handy and beneficial in my life because. Uh, they have given me an aspect of fulfillment. Now there is a natural law of uh, free will and I believe in our in our in our religion of spiritualism our understanding of spiritualism we are very heavily prompting that this religion is about free will and there is a lot of uh, mediums or as I understand a lot of teachers that teach that this is about free will. This is about uh, not having to have uh, somebody uh, make a choice for somebody. And there, there is an actual law of, within that of free will to understand. We all have the ability to make a f- free choice and a free awareness and a free, free, uh, free thinking. A free part of the process. Uh, so when we work with that aspect of free will, you would also understand there is, a, there is a natural law of suggestion, which says as you speak to somebody, you have the ability to make verbal cues that will help uh, them in their way of the process. So you may be not working directly, but there is definitely suggestions are there. So there is a natural law of suggestion is there that comes into play uh, in our work. Because I believe spiritualism is a very practical religion. So that is my belief, and that's how I understand. And within these laws that we we I'm referring there are just a few laws. There are over 152, 160 natural spiritual, physical laws that operate at all times. So just giving you a small glimpse of that. Now there is also a, a a natural law of potential which says we all have a certain potential within ourselves and what we can do with it lies within us. So your greatness lies into your own two hand and I believe it has been said in many different ways in other aspects of different religion and their concept. Um, so the natural law of potential says where you are is not your permanent place. You have the ability to move it and push it and make it look different. Very interestingly, um, for 16 years, I worked with a professional group of people. And every time I would interact with a situation that was, you know, not so kind, not so harmonious, I uh, I would always say, you know, you have a choice. If you don't like where you are, you have the ability to make a different choice and have a different consequence. Go find your happiness, whatever makes you happy. And I believe within this aspect of Understanding the law of potential is also giving us law of choices. We always have a choice. We have the ability to change and shift our reality. Specifically, if it is not sitting well with you, if it is not in harmony with you, we can shift um, our reality. Now, when these shifts happen, you would also understand there's a beautiful natural law of cycles. You would understand we have four seasons, four distinct seasons. And as these seasons come and go in our life, so is our life. You know, we are not no longer a newborn baby. We are no longer a kid. We are no longer a young adult. We are where we are. We are on a station of life, which is evolving. It's changing. It never is the same. So today is gone, even though date and time is just a concept of humanity, but it is as real as it gets. So nothing is holding its place all time. So the law of cycles say you have to be understanding what cycle you are in in the period of your life so that you have the ability to shift the consciousness. So if your consciousness is not growing, you are probably not doing something adequate to nurture yourself. So there is this aspect of self that we understand. And I would imagine you have heard Others speak of a higher consciousness or a higher self, you know, but we have to push ourselves to get to that higher self part. So if your consciousness is not rising adequately on a natural, healthy level, you may have to sit and assess what am I missing? You know, what is there something that I need to align myself? Because at the end of the day, our consciousness is, the imprint that we leave on into this world. So the law of cycle says have enough sleep so that your body has enough time to regenerate the cells and nurture itself is there. If you have memories that are not conducive to your growth and upliftment, maybe sit back and take time to purge that, those aspects of life. And you would understand the love that you can provide yourself is the most precious gift you can give to yourself we all know how to love sometimes we don't know in what measure so working towards that is very very much a beneficial thing so not one law dictates a aspect of our life there are multiple laws that are working uh, at all times so i started with law of attraction because that is the most common law that is uh, that is happening in the world. We talk about natural law of attraction, but there are multiple laws that are working. So if any law that can change your life is the law of acceptance. Just like it says acceptance, to accept where you are, the moment of this reality right now, to accept, and that alone has the ability to shift everything that you're wanting to shift in your life. You know, I'm happy, perfect. I'm not happy, perfect. It is a matter of accepting where we are in life. And that alone has multiple, numerous times have done wonders. So, just like I like to be real, I, I want to say, you know, I am just as human as anybody out there. So, I don't have a magic key, but what I have is the ability to hold my awareness that it stays close to me as a person and myself. That allows me to grow and understand. You know, Joy. This is there's is a room for improvement. You have to take those steps to do something better and differently the next time. So all these laws. How do they affect our work as a medium? You know, uh, last last year I visited Arthur Friendly College, and I just naturally was drawn to pick up a couple of books from Glenn Edwards he's quite a well established name in the in the united kingdom community of mediums he has few books that are published so i put, picked three of them i read two of them and the one that i read was was such a beautiful concept just validating my own understanding and belief because he did talk about going deeper and closer to yourself and relaxing within these beautiful gift of mediumship or the art of mediumship. Um, and and then, then it becomes a part of our journey. And I was very impressed in reading his simple writing, but it was just affirming my own understanding, you know, my journey towards me, not as an introvert, but knowing where I am, who I am. Uh, so that has helped me in understanding that. Now, how it impacts work as a medium. I believe all this is to understand how this can help us, not just, you know, what it is. All these natural and spiritual laws, I would say, have the ability to manifest in many different ways, you know, abundance, prosperity, health, well-being, having a better mindset and towards life. So, the biggest event in this world may not make any big impact on you because you understand these laws and the understanding of the philosophy of that. So when I started to understand these laws deeply, and I was still working with the spirit world, the deceased loved one, or the psychic frequencies of the sitter that is in front of me, that awareness is, is piercing. It leads you to where it needs to be. A lot of times settle comes with a certain expectation, but the higher self or the soul, or however you understand that term is really wanting to work in a different capacity. So you have to understand that the awareness, the knowing becomes more acute and more precise. And uh, that allows you to be more effective in your presentation or your communication. And that has been the case. Now working with the spirit world, has also been very interesting because I have a, I have to speak from my own two shoes, and everybody's different. But at the same time, when I am communicating with the spirit world or the realm of the or deceased loved ones, I, I can empathize better, you know, uh, and I am definitely in 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 a different state of receptivity than just giving the list content or the evidence, so to speak. I have the ability to relate uh, in a different manner. I have the ability to be impressed by their own moving consciousness because the afterlife does believe in the continuity as we believe as a religion. It allows us to understand that continuity if that soul is progressing or not, absolutely. And you have to understand and accept and the natural law of acceptance says you have to accept what's happening, you know, especially if you can't change anything. If you're in the middle of it, you might as well accept and just continue. But the realm and the spirit world has allowed me to also been impressed differently that their loved ones today may not recognize. But alone, my own awareness says, you know, the movement of the spirit definitely have room for continuity of growth. We are growing endlessly, even though when we are dead, and passed on. We are still finding room for growth. So, so to understand, there is a big mixture of uh, languages there. I'm I'm gonna blend in a conversation that I just glanced over in the comment section. That do do you feel that synchronicity often plays a part in events coming together? Uh, perfect. That that's uh, Sue's comment there. Uh, so as, as, I, as I reflect on that within the, within the realm of uh, uh, spiritual natural laws, um, what is synchronicity? That, that would be the thing, you know, things happening there. Uh, a year or so ago, there was a rainbow in the sky and I looked at it and a part of my mind went like, hmm, I wonder if that rainbow has always existed there. You know, it was just there. And all it took was the right temperature, right refraction, right moisture, right sunlight, the right alignment. And I, and I believe that was like a little aha moment for me because I was just like, that rainbow always existed. It just took all these elements to come in alignment. And I believe that's what synchronicity is. When our minds, when our focus in a certain alignment, we find this synchronicity is close to us so synchronicities for me are just a validation you know that i'm in alignment with what's happening or what i'm looking for so so that that question was very interesting as i just read it because that synchronistic aspects are just telling us that we are in alignment with with where we need to be you know so those synchronicities are validation they are just affirmation that we are we are in the right fr- mind frame to work with a certain element that we are looking to work work with. And I hope that answers Sue's question there. But I just feel, just like I would say, you know, our, our deceased parents are there, but it takes a certain alignment of brain chemistry, a desire and intent to make that contact and connection to give a meaningful, evidential, uplifting message. Uh, so we have to align ourselves. And when we align those synchronistic memories come forward, those, those those, aspects of aha come over like, oh, I recognize this. And there's more memories that are there. But uh, within that being said, I think all these elements do exist. We have to just find ourselves where we are in, in that big scheme of things. So uh, that is my small version and synopsis of the natural laws. Uh, are happening, they're happening all all the time. But I would like to uh, just generally r- remind you, see if you can seek out Glenn Edwards book, since for the UK community that's easily accessible through um, Arthur Friendly College or SNU so you can align with that selves. In our United States and in my community, there is a beautiful book by Marilyn J. Audrey this is the book of river of life it has a description of multiple spiritual and natural laws so sometimes i use it as a reference to just see what i'm feeling if i can find something that allows me to make it a reference but it's nonetheless very interesting
0: joy absolutely wonderful uh Between getting sidetracked as tech assistants (laughs) on the side there, absolutely riveted there. And again, um, all right, I'm not going to call it synchronicity anymore. I'm going to call it alignment. When I was getting ready to set everything up today, I noticed in my post box I got eight flyers for rubbish. And I, I went back to that was a tree that was reduced to paper, that involved all those people working to print it all up, the people making the ink to put on the paper, and all this to end up for me to pick up and put back in the bin, and I thought, do you know what, that to me speaks volumes about spiritual laws uh, and how we may be <sighs> transgressing, uh, you know, it sounds a harsh word, but yeah, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. And thank you, Sue. You always ask wonderful questions. Um, Eddie Rathbone asked a question. Well, I made a statement and asked a question. So just saying there, greatest change in my life was learning to love myself and being doing what I yes, love. There is, there is there a law of love? Law of love?
1: And um, if, you would, if you would understand just from a spiritual perspective, love in today's time period has been has been diluted and mixed up with so many other aspects but um uh, but the law of love so here's a here's a concept for everybody <laughs> so you know um unconditional love right you know that's like a beaten phrase for how long by how many circumstances you know love unconditionally but the moment you say love unconditionally then you are also defining there is a conditional love that exists right, mm. right. You so so you're you're, you're defining right. it to begin with in a wrong way to love me unconditionally means i may have the ability to love you conditionally right but by the natural law of love says you just love and pure, that's all. Even if you say you love purely, you're saying there's an impure love there. But if you say the word love, it's well-defined and well-contained in its own frequency. So perhaps next time, whoever's listening, if you're resonating with this next time, if you tell somebody love me unconditionally or I love you unconditionally, you're also telling yourself you are able to qualify your love on a condition also. so just just understand there so but yes there is a law a law of love that you have to love everybody just within the aspect of how you love yourself
0: i think there's a lot of people out there going what what (laughs) yeah, yeah really good point absolutely Jamie Williamson always asks wonderful questions. Jamie, I believe
1: law of karma is, I think, one of the most debatable laws in natural and spiritual laws. But if you are interested in karma, here's a here's a concept for you. You know, karma is also attached to law of consequences, laws of cause and effect, uh, laws of positive, negative, and the polarities, right? <laughs> so so to understand the law of karma, how, do, how does it fit in? Yes, it's a law of consequence. If I do the right thing, I will end up being at the right end of the spectrum because there is a law of polarity, black and white, day and night, dusk and dawn. These are polarity in the act of acting upon something. To do no karma, is a karma itself so if you choose to become a sage and a saint and just go tuck yourself in a mountain doing nothing meditating praying chanting whatever you choose if you disconnect with the whole realm of the universe it's still a karma so i feel uh, the law of karma is very interesting because whatever we choose it comes out as a consequence. So, however, we participate with the spirit realm. Sometimes, we all go through that aspect. You know, we participate. We start with a very wholesome, humble journey of life. Then it takes on a form of. We have to take care of ourselves, so it becomes a self thing journey in, in that part of the process. But also at the same time, the law of consequence says how I participate. That completely gives you the return at the end maybe not this end maybe the end on the in the afterlife you know because the life perpetually goes on so the law of karma is always operating
0: yeah karmic laws always um inspire great debates i not all cases before anybody jumps down my throat but i do feel sometimes people go oh it's karma Without actually looking and thinking, well, actually, what happened and why? Was that karmic or was that actually one of the laws kicking into effect? As Andrew Jackson Davis said about the law of equilibrium, and it's the nemesis which keeps watch in all spheres, no merit overlooked, no offense goes unpunished.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that I found it's a very, it's one of those uh, little passages that the more you look at it the deeper it gets
1: absolutely and that that specifically i i've I've, uh, I've heard of it before i've dealt with it before the one that you just quoted and there is a law of equals because the law of equals takes away the aspect of judgment
0: yeah 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 i get
1: that so, so you know, there's a, there's a big concept within that, which is very interesting. So thank you for bringing up that quote. I like that quote a lot.
0: Yes, yes, so do I. Because it ties in, uh, a lot of the time, it's just semantics is our own wording, but I've always been a very big one for balance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, all the time, balance throughout our life, but we can extend that onto applying that to the laws you know, as you were saying about putting the action into making that manifest from the law of attraction. Again, you know, the universe balances everything, and um, we need to sort of like really start to get a little bit more of an understanding of that.
1: And and that's so that's so nice because I I am like I want to say this is all this is a scratch on the surface. They're so deeper roots that run within these natural laws. I mean, it's almost like, you know, you're discovering yourself. It leads into self-awareness in, in many ways.
0: And that that is so important, you know, and especially those who work for Spirit quite closely. There is a tendency to forget that you are here on a journey as well.
1: Absolutely. And and the, the books that I was quoting from Glenn, those are the books that you are on that journey of your own self self self-awareness self-growth and the more we know ourselves you know the more we we get into part there are some beautiful writings uh, and from your community of british mediums that are worth the read in many different ways you know it's it's just a wonderful eye-opening
0: Indeed, and uh, we have a local medium to us, um, and it's Mark Stone. (laughs) After I'm getting to that age now, I don't know who. (laughs) Mark Stone is very well known local medium uh, and works very hard for the spirit world in all aspects. But he was, Glen Edwards was a great mentor of his. Uh, I know there was a very deep bond uh, between those two. And he often brings up uh, Glynn's sayings, and they are, they're absolutely awesome. But there are so many schools of thoughts out there for everybody. You know, I always advise people, if you read something and you can't take it, absolutely fine. Just put it to one side for now, because you never know. In a couple of years' time, when you've progressed, you might go back to that and think, do you know what, I get it now.
1: Um, Absolutely. 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 I see Dean has asked a question about law of rhythm.
0: He Uh, is indeed.
1: uh, Well, um, anybody who loves to dance would know what a law of rhythm holds for them, you know, Uh, but the law of rhythm is also, you know, just uh, stimulating the the times that we're going through, well, interestingly, the the the, exa- the example that the, the thought that arises is uh, like a tug of war. Once again, you know there there's a push and pull between the polarities, right? Uh, but if you if you think in those terms, you know that's the flow at the moment. You know, right now what we're seeing is persuasion. We're trying to make one way or the other. But uh, to give a better example for Dean is. Uh, imagine taking a saw, trying to cut a log, but instead of going in the, in the rhythm of back and forth to make it work, if you try to put it through, it will not cut the log. It might break the saw. So thinking of oh, wow. perspective sometimes to, you know, to get by and do what we have to do. We have to make slow, balanced movement. Is, is there. But, but the law of rhythm also says, you know, there's a strong emphasis f- for the breathing techniques. You know, a lot of mediums do teach, don't forget to breathe while you're connecting with the spirit world. When you're raising your vibration, don't forget to breathe, you know. So the law of rhythm is dictated somewhere within the breath of us, which is the thread that connects our soul to our physical body. So understanding the law of rhythm, I think a, a, a good proper example would be a saw that is there. you know. If you have a chainsaw, an electric, electric saw, if you start it, but if you don't stick it on the wood, you still have to rock it back and forth to make an effective cut. It's seldom that you cut it in a, in a, in a single manner, but I just know. Uh, the breath is a better example of law of rhythm. Everything is running on that chain and you breathe in a very rhythmic pattern most of the time. If you're having problems with your lungs or if you're having a respiratory problem, your law of rhythm is disturbed. Thus the, the molecular structure of the body is not receiving what it gets. So it blows up to have a bigger impact on us. So the law of rhythm is, is very natural. Uh, so the, the cycles that we are going through, I feel movement is very important. Movement is always important, you know. Can, can you think in terms, those that are mediums or trained mediums, we are told to move our consciousness from our human consciousness to the spirit consciousness. That is also rhythm. It, it takes a rhythmic pattern to understand what works for an individual. Everybody works differently. That movement is different for everybody. The length, the staying, the connection—everybody is in a different platform. So that law of rhythm rests in communicating in our mediumship work as well. You know, you have to understand where your rhythm is, how long you can sustain that connection, what is your comfortable point of dropping into the psychic realms. So you know, you have to understand the law of rhythms are once again. You know, all these laws are coexisting; they are co-cohordinating and giving us the experience that we are having today.
0: Yep, very true. I've always held firm on the uh, saying that life is movement, movement is life. Mm -hmm. You know, I always equate it to water. If you have water that just stands and sits, it becomes stagnant and doesn't support. When it's moving, it's flowing, it's working with the natural rhythms, the peaks and the troughs due to the season this whole ecosystem evolves around that. and we can equate that to us and our lives as well, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know if we just sit in one place and think right I'm here, that's it. I'm not going to advance anymore. What are you can do six months down the line when you're thinking, hang on, there's got to be because you will,
1: you will never stop. You will never stop.
0: <clears throat> we may pause, but we don't stop.
1: Right. Consciousness is always moving. Very much. Mm -hmm.
0: Very much. A little request here from the lovely Pam. Wonderful, thank you. Uh, the
1: the, the, uh, the author is still living and she knows very well Jeff and Al.
0: Ah, right. Those of you watching, uh, Joy knows Jeff and Al Potts from uh, Bath Road, one of our local spiritualist churches down here. And my speedy typing, I'll put the name of the book in the comments. <laughs> my very speedy comments. <laughs> It is, it's totally fascinating, isn't it? Um, is this, and it's at this time as well. This expansion of consciousness is beginning to get to grips with life.
1: Absolutely. You know? So here's here's a beautiful thought, and perhaps I think we're coming close to our time as well. Here's a thought: those that are passed on have a continuity. You know, that's there. But how we live our life is far more effective when we base our life on these natural, physical and spiritual laws. You know, they will be there to support us and give us the energy and the battery to what we need. But they can't do the work for us. In extreme scenarios, they can. But in in the reality of life, if we have a better understanding of what works for us. Maybe we'll resurface our purpose and an intention in our lives to see where we're moving, you know? We have to understand we are working as a collective, the whole world, whole universe, and universes are a collective consciousness. And, you know, you have to hold space within your own space. So in the stressful times like today, these natural laws and spiritual laws are so much more than what they can seem on the face value.
0: Indeed, indeed. I'm a great, great believer of that. And especially at this time, uh, we all have our own thoughts. Uh, one of my thoughts is that it was unbalanced. I won't go any deeper, but things were unbalanced, but we think we, we, we're the sort of like top of the primordial chain. And actually, we're on the same level as everything else. And we we need to reassess that and rebring that into our lives.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely wonderful. Everybody's ab- loving it on the side there. Thank you. So if anybody's got any more questions, uh, please quickly just pop them in. There we go got a lady here. She'll be visiting Casa Diego very soon.
1: i look forward to that, Laurie.
0: <laughs> there you go, Laurie. You've got to go and say hello now. <laughs> really, really interesting. And you made it so understandable as well. I love it when people can talk and create a picture that people can go, ah, oh, right, I've got it. Because I've sat with some people after 10 minutes, I'm like, uh, I'm lost now. <laughs> <laughs> I I gave up with the second planet. We're now on the ninth. Where are we? <laughs> but yeah, you, you are a natural teacher, Joy. You really are because you, you've made some really, really pertinent things. Very uh, reachable. Very understandable. I know Sue Townsend. I know Sue Townsend well. Uh, and when she says brilliant... Trust me, that really is a confirmation because she's uh, an amazing lady. really is.
1: Well, I appreciate the opportunity and thank you for your comments and conversation. It was wonderful.
0: Yeah, absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, Yes, I agree, Sue. There we go. Very insightful night. It's... And do you know what, people, everybody listening, this is a starting point for you. Please don't make the assumption you think, oh, right, I've got it. This is a starting point. This is something to
1: evolve. Uh, it's like a never-ending story. It goes on. Never Oh, all. Do we get a white dragon? <laughs> Did you see one flew by? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I you know I can't stress this enough people. you know, we really are on this huge journey now, and we need all the assistance we can. We really do. and our own understanding, bringing about our own peace within uh, is such a great, great importance. Lovely Joan there from your side of the pond. Thank you. Very quickly, events coming up here in the church. Tomorrow at 3 o'clock, we have our live service, which will be streamed on the Facebook page live as it happens. And that's with Phyllis Rumney. Monday night at 7 o'clock, we have our meditation. Then on Wednesday at 3 o'clock, we have another live streamed service, this time with Jean Tanner. Friday night, we have another joint evening with our spiritist friends. So, always an interesting evening. And then Saturday night, we have an evening with David Pye, who, oh, he's a brave man. He's talking about reincarnation. Uh, Again, it's one of those areas (laughs) that can be quite debatable. So we look forward to that. <laughs> I'm going to get somebody else to host it or I'll run away. <laughs> Joy, bless you so much. Thank you. Thank joining you us today. Uh, breaking up your day just to be here with us in the UK at this time. Wonderful. The beautiful thing about these um, evenings that we are continuing to do is we're building up a really sizable library, both on the church Facebook page and on our new PCSC YouTube channel. Uh, So we're getting this reference library. And quite often I've gone back to a few of the talks and thought, you know what, I really get that now. Yeah, I really get that now. And plus, the wonderful thing, the really wonderful thing, is the numbers of people who are watching these things, not only live tonight, bless you all for joining, But in the future as well, you just see the numbers climb and climb and climb and you just think, do you know what? This is a good thing. So thank you.
1: Thank you.